Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. Joe here. I'm so confused. Robbie here. Robbie here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Last week you introduced yourself, so I was just letting you introduce yourself oh, okay. from now on. So you don't need me. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need me. You yeah. just you introduce yourself. You're yeah. a, I introduce myself and I'm you're just your, gonna talk most of the time. You're your own man. I'm my own guy. <laughs> Self made. Number one, and then I just let you go. Number two, yeah. let Robbie go. Number three, let <laughs> oh, where, oh, there's so, the phone. honey's over here being a wild woman. Um so for today's episode, we're just going to jump right in because we were, we said this before we started rolling here. There's five or six things on this list from our year in review, and we we're like, yeah, we'll get through these. But no, I said we won't. You said we won't. Yeah. I said let's hit them quick, and you know, it's a recap. We're recapping. I know, man. Let's recap. There's a lot to talk about, but... You can go, we'll, we'll link some of the episodes where we talked in-depth about each of these subjects, because I'm sure yeah. we probably have an in-depth episode uh, on every one. I'm looking at, we de- definitely don't talk about it in the whole thing, so mm-hmm. we can leave that one out, but mm, the rest of these... Yeah, we probably got some coverage. Yep. Because rather than doing, I think last year we did a... Just a straight up, like, here's the ones that got most views, but I think what, what messed it up a little bit this year is that we because of the way that the algorithm has kind of treated our site uh, and us as a whole. Quite poorly, yeah. if anyone's wondering. Yeah, yeah. Google kind of <laughs> kneecapped us. And I, I, from what we can understand, a ton of smaller publishers. Like, it's it's not just unique to us. Um, but, you know, in mid-year, it's like, man, are we doing something wrong? And um, so we were trying a bunch of different stuff, which and one of those things was uh, to really lean into, like, evergreen content. And that's something we need to do anyway. Sure. Uh, that's not an answer to what's happening or no. what happened in 2023 at all. We don't, uh, we don't think. That, it's not. Pretty, pretty I sure. I guarantee you it's not. Um, it, it's The algorithm changed. Uh, the way that Discover got pulled changed. And, and a lot of that's the helpful content and the review stuff. Like, it just it fundamentally changed stuff. Whether that's Google's intent, whether they meant to do that or not, I don't think they even know. No, uh, the, I think they make changes, and it it has this ripple effect on this massive algorithm, and it just is what it is. And you know, who knows? It, it it there could be a small update and a change that goes back into our favor and other small publishers' favor. I don't know. Um, I don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, it's kind of a mess, and it I would is what it is. We've learned how to survive around it, and but part of that, the uh, only reason I bring that up because I don't want to get sidetracked on all that stuff. We've talked about that enough. Um, but we, uh, you know, we really leaned into evergreen content, and so we saw the the benefit of that over ye- over the year. But we, in our top ten, we got like some deals, uh, some really random evergreen stuff that you know we write because it needs to be on the internet and it needs to be said by us. But it's not really compelling stuff for a podcast yeah. or a post, a uh, year in review post. It's like, uh huh. So how to. Uh, an old article about how to install iTunes with Linux, like, <laughs> right? I, okay, yeah. you know, I, I guess we can talk about it, but there's nothing to talk about. Like, there's a way to do it. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And there's just some evergreen stuff that's just not 
really that compelling. And you I, just got to do it. Like I want, I want to say was number one the Stadia farewell the Bluetooth controller. Yeah, so I added that one in here. Yeah, so we well, talk, start with we just talk about Stadia in general. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I the the first one I put on my list was yeah st- I pushed Stadia down like to the middle of the post. First one for me was you know I I decided okay. How about we talk about banner things that happened in the year instead? In in in, Big in our kind of world thing. of, of yeah, Chromebooks, Chromebooks and Chrome OS and in what we kind of cover and rather clearly, than just looking at top ten. Yeah, and if you're around here at all, whether you're on the site or even on maybe not so much on YouTube, but you know, if you're on the site or listen to this podcast, you know Chromebook Plus one hundred percent is the, the biggest thing that happened in Chromebooks in twenty twenty three. And so I was listen I put to that, any put of that our recent episodes. But we since can start, October, we can start with Stadia. Since you you tried to segue, I've I've messed that segue up. Uh, I don't even remember the segue now. Oh, you just I you just said, said you said oh, one of our number one articles was yeah. the Stadia controller <laughs> thing, and why don't we start with that? And I was like, no. And then you wrote a recent article saying, uh, "Hey PSA, you have to make sure to change it before the yeah. end of the year." Wait, never mind. Never mind. They extended it another year because. <laughs> Honestly, what's it hurting them? Like, it's a web tool that's just sitting there. Like, why is there even a cutoff? I don't even know what the point Those of Those servers cost Google a lot of money. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. They have uh, to make sure they don't have any random websites out there. But yeah, just in general, <laughs> um, you know, uh, 2023 officially at the beginning of the year marked the end of Stadia. Uh, yeah. Everybody knew it was coming. Sad was, day. Yeah, it wasn't a surprise to anybody. So it wasn't like shocking or anything like that. Everybody knew it was coming. Uh, but in in the shutdown of it, they um, they decided to finally unlock the controllers and let you just turn it into a blue, Bluetooth controller, which was a huge deal to me. Like I really really like the Stadia controller. It, it's it's a fantastic, well designed, comfortable controller, which should shock no one. Like when Google stops chasing its tail. Uh, and and they let a team be dedicated to something and spend time to get it right. They usually get it right mm-hmm. from a hardware perspective. They really do. Uh, they do a lot of great things um, and build a lot of great things. It's it's one of the reasons, even though it doesn't make any sense uh, in the market, why people still clamor for uh, a Pixel uh, or a Google made Chromebook of some sort. Um, I mean, go ahead and put that to rest for you. That just not anywhere on the roadmap right now. And also, Pixel Google just sounds so. It's a great, it's a great name. It's a great brand. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. And so, but when they did do it, it was, even though I, I wrote recently an article about, um, uh, it, it wasn't specifically about the Pixel Slate, but it was just talking about the, the mess that was uh, Chrome OS seventy and trying to rush the tablet out and all that kind of stuff. The Pixel Slate itself, now it's keyboard cover. The keyboard and trackpad were great, but the way that it worked with the Pixel Slate was borderline ridiculous. Like, it was so bad. Um, and it was funny. It was, it was like a year after that tablet came out that they figured out, like, oh, we can just magnetize a back <laughs> flap and have a stand. That's oh, yeah, that makes more sense. This. Not this huge folio thing that yeah, it is awful. Terrible takes in up, your lap. If you, if you try to put it in your lap, it takes up. It's four <laughs> feet long, you know, it's like a runway. It was uh, sitting so on a stupid. desk. Sitting on a desk. It was fine. It was it was fine. But and both the keyboard, ours, and both the ours failed on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, both keyboards have failed. Like the couple keys on both of them have failed. They were just they were rushed. Uh, mm-hmm. But the tablet itself was really nice. 
great speakers. Like I remember just being blown away by those speakers. They're not quite like Pixelbook Go, but they were close. Close. And I have a tablet. Like where right, where were the speakers? I don't even know where they put them. And I'd have to go look. I couldn't tell you. I mean, they're just those little slits on the side, but yeah. somehow they they made it work. And man, I remember it was perfectly balanced. You could hold it right in the center. It was a little heavy. Anyway, my point is Google makes good hardware mm-hmm. when they stop and take their time to do it right. And so it's no surprise to me at all that that Stadia um, had the best. They're they're my favorite controllers of any controller I've ever used. I, I really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even Stadia's UI and the way that you launched games and dealt with you know moving through the store, all of it was so much better. No offense to GeForce Now, but GeForce Now is it's a little clunky. Yeah, I mean, you see stuff that you shouldn't see. Like, you see Steam loading, and you can, like, click in. What is that Windows Steam box popping up? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, this chat box. Can I use this chat box? No. Oh, no, it's gone. No, never mind. It's it's stuff that you shouldn't see, and and UI they should fix. Now, as far as the game selection and the actual streaming, like, once you're in the game, GeForce Now is amazing. I love GeForce Now. But it they definitely, their focus 100% is on latency and making sure the gameplay is great working with controllers, all that it's, kind of it's stuff. It's a purely like functional type thing. Yeah. And, and Stadia and Google in general generally has this like aesthetic. And, and like, they, they really set and think through the little details, you sure. know. And, and Stadia was ahead of its time. I it mean, was, it was, it was, it was, a, little was, early, it was a little too early. And, you know, some of the underlying technology and some of what they were doing is, is maybe pushing hopefully pushing the industry forward. And I mean, there's, what was the, what was the specific video? Like there was some video codec that they like created for Stadia that is now like pushing streaming. WebRTC was huge for Stadia and, um, but WebRTC existed prior. Yeah, there was something else. I don't remember what it was, but regardless, they were saying, hey, look, this is what streaming games can be yeah and and i I think their existence stadia's existence um probably kept nvidia and geforce now really pushing instead of just being like eh, we'll just do whatever was around for a while before stadia came out like and it was bad i I tried it what was the the what was that box called is it just called the what Uh, it was the shield shield box yeah shield yeah, shield tv shield tv box um, i remember getting one of those and and thinking like oh my god i'm gonna stream these cool games this is Ugh. this is back uh, three four five years maybe before stadia was even announced and it just was so laggy and stuff and i was like ah, this is never gonna work like i don't know how you would cut your your latency down low enough to make this work um man kudos to geforce now they they have accomplished that um and you know, I we don't have I don't have the ability to um, like meter uh, my network. I'm sure there's probably people that know how to do that stuff. Uh, to be like, okay, I'm gonna change the ping to this. I'm gonna change the upload download speeds to this. So let's see how it works. Like I don't know what the real world levels are of internet you need because here at the office we have gig, and now at home I've got a gig, and I'm like, so it's probably unfair uh, for me to act as if you know i know for sure that GeForce now is fantastic but every time i use it it's fantastic it's just so good and given that if you have good enough bandwidth and you're not trying to play games in weird places you know it's it's just so usable and accessible and uh, i i i haven't told you this yet um 
I figure this afternoon, maybe we can indulge in this a little bit. I'm going to write a post about it for sure. Uh, have you seen the new game, The Finals? The have Finals? No. So it's a battle royale uh, with some destructible elements in the in the uh, um, levels. Uh, I, I don't know what, I haven't watched too much about it, but apparently you can, uh, somebody said something like the fans g- going wild because you used a, um, what's it called when they got the ball on the crane? Uh, wrecking ball? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a wrecking ball to take out a whole team or something. Oh my know. gosh. But the whole thing, the setting is it's a, like a game show and where they throw oh, like in the future. Fun. So it's probably a little dark. Um, but apparently a lot of people are flocking there from like apex and stuff. Uh, it's, it's, I've seen a lot of stuff about, uh, the finals, uh, of late. And, and so, uh, it showed up on GeForce now today. It's free to play. Let's, and you got some ultimate and I, I got let's some Let's hop in. I got a controller. You got a I controller. Ca- I got a controller. Yeah. Let's hop. We have, I, we I don't even know. We can hop in there and get demolished. Yeah, right. By a wrecking ball. <laughs> wrecking ball. Bring get it wrecked. on. Get wrecked. Just, but, just I want to see it because yeah. apparently it, uh, ray tracing's all turned on. Like it's it's got the full deal uh, from NVIDIA. So it's probably looks amazing. It's probably going to be wild. Yeah. It's super hard, but. I'm into it. Uh, yeah. Let's I mean, try it's, it. It's a new, it's a new thing. It's, it's the, it's the new, uh, it's a new fancy boy. And, and, and like that's the fun thing. That was the fun thing about Stadia. It's the fun thing about GeForce Now is, you know, we've played mobile games. We we like the kind of ease of being able to hop into a, a match yeah. and play. Like I'm um, back into PUBG mobile big yeah. time. I've been playing like a lot. And most of that's due to my phone, the the Fold. I'm yeah. just, I, I'm loving playing mobile games on it again. Not the Pixel Fold, by the way. No, not the Pixel Fold. Uh, that's for another show. Uh <laughs> I could, we could probably do a video about that. Yeah, we should. Pretty soon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, because I was try- I picked up the Pixel Fold the other day. I don't want to get off base here, but uh, just handled it for just a minute, trying to remind myself, like, why is it I love, like, I'm just, like, still in love with this phone. I love it. He's and had it for more than a week, folks, so it's. I think it's, it, I don't think, it's staying with me. Like, the idea of going back, I'm like. <laughs> bold words from Robbie Payne. It is. <laughs> But I just, it's its weird. It's the first folding phone. I've had a few now. It's the first one that um, I don't pick up and think, like, do I really want to keep this thing around? Like, yeah. No, just no question. Right. Like, I, I, it's its like, I don't know. You know, like when you have new tech and it once it melds into your life and you're like, oh, that's, this is just my thing now. its It's gotten to that point already. And so I don't, I don't really, part of him. I don't really think about it. It's part um, of him. Loving reading at night on it. Uh, I just I, I I like it. I like it. And you know, people. I also uh, gave Samsung a hard time a lot about the outer display and why didn't they change this and that. But it makes me wonder after all these years if they haven't figured out like there's something. I I don't know. Like there's something about the reason they've kept their proportions the way they yeah. have. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't. For another day. From, yeah, we so, there from Stadia. Uh, but gaming is what we're Yeah, gaming, about. gaming, gaming. This episode is brought to you by our awesome Patreon membership community, a place where you can join us in our passion for all things Chrome OS. We have simplified things a bit over on Patreon, and we are now offering two tiers. 
The first is our $2 stable sub membership that gets you ad-free access to the mobile and desktop versions of our website, chromeunbox.com. And the second is our $5 Canary Crew membership that adds access to our private Discord community in addition to the ad-free access. The Canary Crew is a place where you can chat and connect with the Chrome Unbox team and other Chrome OS enthusiasts, get early access to our YouTube videos, and help shape our content. We recently completely revamped the Discord server and have added some new categories and channels to make this server a true hub where you can stay up to date on everything happening in the world of Chrome OS. As part of this revamp, we've also added a seven-day free trial so you can check things out for yourself before starting your membership. So if you're a fan of our content and you want to help support our independent team, just head over to patreon.com forward slash Chrome Unboxed to sign up. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. It's time to start taking your online security and privacy seriously, folks. NordVPN not only shields your online activities from prying eyes, but also blocks malicious websites and bypasses geo-restrictions. Using NordVPN on a Chromebook is incredibly simple, too. You can get connected through their easy-to-use Chrome extension, or you can install their Android app available through the Play Store for more comprehensive protection that will cover both your browsing and app-related activities. Listeners of the Chromecast podcast can get up to 70% off plus four extra months free by using the coupon code Chrome Unboxed at checkout, or you can just go to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord and the coupon code will be automatically applied. That's chromeunbox.com forward slash N-O-R-D. But uh, Stadia is is done. It has gone to the Google graveyard. Yeah. R.I.P. Stadia. It was, I guess that, so like when, when was it like very first of the year? Was it like January, January 1st yep. of... 23 that that stadia was officially closed up so uh let's move on to something more fun than something just getting shut down but that was a big part of you know our uh yeah we had covered stadia so much yeah and then it was just gone so it wasn't as heartbreaking to me as it was to some people yeah industry that really took it hard yeah we uh, because i i started seeing the writing on the wall with geforce now too earlier on and yeah it's more my cup of tea, I think, anyway. It has the games that I'm looking for. Right, um, yeah. Stadia was, uh, you know, they were they were, they were were trying to do... It was a platform. Yeah, they, they were, were trying, trying to, to do a platform. Be, yeah, they were trying Xbox, to, PlayStation, right, Stadia. Right. Like, right. And man, I just I think they underestimated what that would take. <laughs> you know, it's it, it would be like somebody showing up and be like, hey, we have a new phone operating system, which from what I've seen, there's a couple different things uh, that'll be at like CES. Rabbit is this new thing I saw. And I think it's similar. Have you seen the the one thing? It's just like this. Oh, the AI, uh, yeah. the AI yeah. that that displays onto your uh, your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to see some of that yeah. just based on some of the new things that are going on. But um, you know, it's it's like that. Like it's you're trying to show up into this very nestled use case mm-hmm. uh, yeah. where people are very used to very specific brands, and that is all. And and like trying to break into that at this point, especially like with a phone operating system, I, I would say at this point it's impossible. Yeah. Like you can't, how would you even begin to break into something other than Android or, or iOS? I, I don't even know how it would, yeah. it's just, it's the chicken egg thing with mm-hmm. apps and all this kind of stuff. You'd almost have to create an operating system and 
have compatibility of some sort with Android, but then Google's not going to let you have full Play Store. And like, how do you do it? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it just and, it would not be possible. I don't think at this point. And I think that's kind of what Stadia ran into. Like they rolled out. Man, I, when it comes to consoles, you're a PlayStation or you're an Xbox person. That's it. What else is there? Like, I mean, I know there's PC. Yeah, that's it. But, like, I don't... Yeah, it's, it's they're thing. almost a whole different subset of people. People that are they're kidding out PCs to be, like, PC gamers are laughing at, at cloud gaming, even though they probably shouldn't at this point. It's so good. Uh, they're clearly getting... You can fool people who are, quote-unquote, professional gamers yeah. with cloud... When, when streaming we, is set up properly, they, we, don't even, they don't even realize... We saw a demo of it Yeah, I saw, last we saw year. it in person a yeah. year ago. And, and the, at it's the gotten, Game Awards, that, that commercial they ran, I'm like, that's real. It's legitimate. It's so good. Yeah. You can't tell. But anyway, I think Stadia was trying to yeah. go the other route of like, hey, we're a new platform. Like, it's a thing. And it's like, I just don't think they fully thought through what that How actually meant. How big of a task. Like, do you really <laughs> think you're going to pull PlayStation people away and they're not going to go to Xbox? Or vice versa, they're not going to go to a streaming game platform and, first. And and also, so much of gaming, you know, when when my friends are hopping in to play Apex, you're hopping in to play with your friends. Like, right. so so you not only now have to convince that one person that Stadia is cool, you got to convince all these other people yep. that Stadia is cool. And that all, most that was of these games don't want to do cross, full cross play. Right, like, it's just not so um, many barriers. Yeah, so many so barriers. Many barriers. Yeah. yeah, so difficult. So. Uh, so yeah. Anywho, that was that was Stadia. Let's move on to uh, probably one of the other things this year that we've talked about a lot. You actually pulled up the date of when we first started talking about this, which was 2020. <laughs> uh, and that is Lacrosse and the yep. Chrome browser getting detached yeah, from Chrome OS. You know, we I put this in the article not because it's happened, but because it. I don't know. It, I feel like it got um, more realistic for people to try uh, in in twenty twenty three, and so yeah. Uh, I mean, I use I'm using it, it. Yeah, use it every day. I and I've been using it for gosh six. You know, now it's a, it's flip a flag and go, and that's it. There, was it one fourteen? Whenever we first once well, it's again. It's been. I think I started testing it one sixteen is when they really laid the groundwork. Yeah, I think you started a couple versions before. 116 is where they made it really simple. Right. Like the, like the, the basic groundwork is laid uh, in Chrome OS now for you to just turn the flag on and go. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, we've talked about it a bunch, but the idea, this is a, uh, a Linux binary, basically, of, of Chrome OS, or of Chrome, I'm sorry, for Chrome OS. It, uh, you know, we got somebody pointed out that's a little smarter about all this stuff than, than we are uh, back when we first started talking about this. It, it looked like it was going to be running like some sort of VM like yeah. a container. It is not. It is, it is a full Linux binary, and it, which is fine because Chrome OS is Linux. I mean, it is. It's a Linux distro at the end of the day. Um, obviously, highly curated and all that kind of stuff by Google, but it means that if Google wants to write a Linux binary for the core operating system, they can, they can do so. They can write a Linux program that will run right in the... And so it's it's basically Linux, like what you the Chrome you would get on Linux. Um, I'm not sure which distro it's closest to or whatever. Like it could be, you know, it would make sense that it'd be Debian or Debian or whatever, however you pronounce it, because um, that's what the that's the Linux distro you get on uh, on Chromebooks when you install Linux. But it has nothing to do with that container. It's got, it's not running in a container. It's it is it is running on uh, on the operating system uh, out of the box. But you know the 
the important part to remember is once once it is separated and once it's done properly it it will mean that chrome on any os is is same <laughs> across the board so they could start updating chrome more often um without having to update chrome os as often and chrome is starting to get more more regular updates and bug fixes and stuff they they can do zero day patches faster right. like they can just pay attention to that kind of stuff and the chrome team that works on chrome for desktop can just kind of focus on that and not it's not like the chrome os chrome was always this kind of weird guy because well we can't do that yet for that because it's going to affect now the os and because the settings are this and that you know it's it was so messed up so so entangled and obviously i mean the whole operating system was started as (laughs) chrome it was a chrome browser it was all it was to start and so I mean, every every internal settings page, every everything that this operating system's doing is relying on this specialized version of the Chrome browser. Well, now they're trying to rip that out and make it its own little thing. Uh, and so that obviously takes time. Uh, I wrote a piece just this week or last week um, just about that idea. And, and you know, that, that Google's taking its time. Yeah, and um, it's... And it's, they need to. Yeah, it's, it's such a crucial part, obviously, like you said. It yeah. is such a, a crucial part of the Chromebook experience. They they if they would have rushed this and put it out and half half the half half of the world's Chromebook users were having some issue or like some error. Catastrophic kind yeah, of it would have been it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. And they right. and they've not, been you can't. Like yeah. they can't do that. And they it's can't. it's right now it is so good. Like yeah, I using mean, I, it, it is I would fantastic. say for 95% of people, it's probably super rock solid at this point. And there's some small little things they're working on. But, I mean, they've been tireless at this. And, and I, I'm like, hey, if it takes another year yeah. before you roll it right. out, make sure it's right. But yeah. what I really think they should do is... <laughs> I don't know the yawns. I don't know where they it's come it, from. It's when I talk a lot. <laughs> it, I mean, it's all it Jumping is. jacks. Get up and do some jumping jacks. No, it's just oxygen deprivation. It's, it's very normal. <laughs> If you sing a lot too, um, you can get. <sighs> get yeah, all the that sounded that sounded real smooth. <laughs> yeah, I'm very congested. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. feels good. No, I'm breathing good. Um, but yeah, anytime I talk or sing a lot, yeah, my brain's like, look, I need some more oxygen, buddy. <laughs> too much going out, not enough coming in. Um, but uh, <coughs> yeah, I mean they. It's so crucial that they get this right and, and, and get it right the first time when it comes out. I really hope that they do this like open, very obvious beta test. Like clearly it's in beta testing right now. Like if you there's handfuls of people turning it on and trying it, but that's gotta be minuscule compared to what they need, the data that they need. And like it needs to be a toast that pops up and try out the new the new Chrome browser on your Chromebook. Uh yeah. Would the you like to desk- try it? You know, blah blah blah, and then it and it has these regular once a week. Do you mind providing some feedback? You know, and, and so that they can really work yeah. this thing out uh, before it goes live. Yeah. Um, but and I don't know when that's going to happen. Like, again, I would rather it. I'd rather it take longer. Uh, th- just make sure it's good before you launch it. Yeah, and there are some there are some really cool benefits. Like for me, I use I use my Google accounts in a very siloed way. Like my Chrome Unboxed Gmail, my Chrome Unboxed G Suite or Workspace account, whatever you, they call it now, Workspace is very thing. is very siloed. You know, I have I have company stuff there. I have our company credit card there. Like I don't have our company credit card loaded into my personal. Like if I go into 
a, uh, um, a payment and click into make a payment on any website. And my personal, our personal, or our work credit card does not pop up. So what, you, what you're telling me <laughs> is that more than likely you wouldn't accidentally go buy no. personal things with the company. No, company. not, no. No. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, right. It's that simple, really. It's really that simple. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't have it set up, and I, that doesn't happen to me either, right. but I just, yeah, it's fascinating. Right. But then, like, you know, all my passwords, uh, all my bookmarks, you know, everything is, is siloed. And so, for me, I used to, I made a video about this a few years ago, about yeah, coming from ha- a logging MacBook. in, yeah, on a MacBook, on a Mac uh, Chrome desktop. Or I had, Windows I had, or Linux, by the way. Or, yeah, or anything. There's a profile switcher. So up in the top right, there's a little icon. I click that. I go down to my other account. I can have two Chrome instances running in separate uh, right. Google accounts. And before, I used to, anytime I'd use a, a Chromebook, there's a there was a keyboard shortcut. If you logged into both users on the Chromebook, you could easily switch between them. But obviously, then you're you're going back and forth between two completely, completely different completely different desktops. <laughs> desktops, like not not so not all just, your open windows, all that stuff. It was. It was a step too far, step too much, too much silo. It's like I had a, I had, I, you used to have side by side silos. Now you have silos in different towns. And I had, I had, I even had my downloads folder synced to a drive folder that was on both, share between both. So that way, if I downloaded one on one, I could go to my other desktop again. It was, it was not fun. Uh, and it was just some, it was, it's, it's the way that I use my kind of Google accounts. And well, so and now fair, it's, it's the way that works. anybody that's coming to Chromebooks. Maybe uses it, it, yeah. It's likely, likely yeah. Th- that's how they're used to seeing it. It's been that way for years uh, on everything other than a Chromebook. Yeah. And it makes sense when you think about it. If you think go back and think about Chrome OS being just the Chrome browser as the operating system, well, to change profiles, like you should have Log to out. get out and come back. Like that's, and so it makes sense. And so I'm sure once they were like, we've got to fix this, I, I think mainly, this is just me speaking, I don't know this, but I think what it is is, as as they're trying to get more people over to Chromebooks, Make, this is a huge part of it. Like this is a very jarring. It's already jarring going to a new OS, and now the Chrome browser I'm so used to using. At least that's my home base, right? When I go to switch that profile, because I've this is how I've laid out my work and personal and whatever lives. I can't do that now. Like it's it's an extra jarring thing on top of you know moving OSs when you're asking people to switch uh, to a different uh, way of computing. So. Yep. I think that's the fix. It's, I think that's that's why they're trying to do it. And and, and kudos and for taking, taking taking your time. I one hundred percent agree with you. I, I think that that Google taking their time on this one is is, is necessary. Utmost uh, importance. It is it is it is necessary. You and can't so, fumble this one, fellas. No, and no. I think they know that. I yeah, mean, I think I think that's so. why they started this three and a half years ago. Right. And it, honestly, it <laughs> might be why. another six months. Isn't that gets isn't that out. isn't that weird to think about? Sorry, not to totally derail us here, but the pandemic was twenty twenty. I know. And remember being in the pandemic We're and up being on like four years. Yeah, it's been four years, and it's like in the moment it doesn't it felt feel like it. It, it doesn't. Feels yeah. like it was. Oof. Just I guess because we always still talk about it, mm-hmm. and you reference it, and you think back like, oh, I remember when you know it was just such a crucial thing that happened like and there was there was that period of time there where like not a lot of at least for us i don't don't know about for other people but like for me at least like there wasn't a lot of trips there wasn't a lot of big memories right other than just the pandemic right right? memory was this collective experience you have this like year and a half two year period of that where like there isn't 
these big memories where it's like, oh, I went on this crazy trip or we did these things no, for work. Kind of Remember together. that trip to New York? We, like, no, none of that. It all just none blended together. Nope. All right, anywho, we're not gonna we're not gonna go on that tangent. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, lacrosse is very cool. I love it. I cannot wait for more people to experience it. It's if you want to try it out, it's very easy right now. I haven't looked to see which. I think it's I, one they flag. I've changed the flags. Who knows? I've got one on right now, and it, everything's working great. And I think it is. We uh, might and, need to write that up. Though. Yeah, primary Make lacrosse primary. primary browser. That's all you got to do. Now. I think that's the only one I have turned on. We need to look that. We need to. We need to write. Yeah, that. we need to test it and then write it up. What is it's, what is student yeah. stable? Or we might wait because. 120 is getting ready to roll out. Yeah, see see what it looks week, like. Next week, I think mm-hmm. we'll, we'll wait until 120 hits yeah. and see where it's at. So, um, yeah, I think I think plus is our next thing we got to talk about. Yeah, okay, let's roll right into plus. That I was gonna save the I was gonna save it for last. We'll dive into it. Like it it arguably would be the first thing we would talk about if we didn't have other segues and stuff. Like yeah, if if we're talking about big deals that happened, I mean right. Yeah, Stadia dying was a big deal, but wasn't that fundamental to what we talk about around no. here. Um, lacrosse is a huge deal uh, we'll, that will change. Funny part is like lacrosse is a huge deal in theory, in practice when it rolls out. Most people won't even notice it happened. <laughs> Unless you're like me and like you really super duper, yeah, like love account switching, you're, it, it might roll out and you'll be like, oh, cool, I can do that. Oh, that's nice. And it's funny to think that maybe in the fall when, you know, we roll back into, it's weird to even think about it at this point, but we roll back into, you know, the fall buying season and Christmas and all that stuff. If lacrosse is rolled out, you'll have all these new people getting Chromebooks for the first time, logging in, and they'll just start using Chrome the way that they've used it on Windows. And And all of this narrative that we've had about it for the last few years, it just won't even be a thing that's that's the beauty of it i know yeah that's the beauty of it this episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the chromecast podcast fresh roasted coffee who we've partnered with to make a special edition chrome unboxed anniversary blend here at chrome unboxed we're not just nerdy about chromebooks we're also coffee snobs and look we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found fresh roasted coffee and we haven't looked back since this coffee is roasted fresh to order immediately packaged nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. But Chromebook Plus is the most consumer focused shift in Chromebooks and Chrome OS ever. And it was the first true uh, keynote. Chromebook only. Chromebook only. Not just keynote, a whole yeah, event. A whole event. A whole thing. A whole shindig. It wasn't just a talk. Like it we go to these shindigs, thing. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, like, it was, this was it's got to be a thing. This was a shindig. You got to go and you got to have weird food. You got to have like... It, no, it, no offense, Peter, if you listen to this. I'm sure you just. Had I don't even remember what we ate. That's how weird, weird it was. Stuff. It's always weird. <laughs> it's like chicken, uh, curry, uh, something from this with a seaweed wrap and a. I will okay. eat at these things. I will eat <laughs> stuff that a I would never eat normally, and b I'll likely never eat again. Because you'll go to the next one and be a bunch of other weird stuff, and it's like okay, yeah, it's like I had I had blue cheesecake that was Google Blue cheesecake mm-hmm. <laughs> that also like, had some weird other fruit on it that I'd never even heard of. And you're just like, what is it? Is it goji berry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> if you put what? If you put ten weird what berries out, I couldn't pick a goji berry. What is this? Goji berry this is like. so strange. But yeah, this had that. It had. It had. Oh, I'm making. And it it's up. always like it's, it's always good food. I I always yeah, I eat it and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Is the interesting word. It's food. interesting? Yes. This food is not really too worried about being great. It needs to look good. And right. Be interesting. And and it yes. Right, and it's not like it's not like you sit down there like here's some s- sirloin, right? Well, yeah, which is what <laughs> I kind of rather chicken. have. Like, can we have a table of the weird stuff, and then, but then over here just have like some chicken wings, chicken breast, <laughs> or a hamburger, <laughs> right? And some French fries, right? It's just yeah. some stuff that I'm like, I know what that is. I'm gonna go ahead and get full on this, Isn't the we- and I'll fart around with these other things. It's like, no, I gotta, fi- I gotta eat something. It's it's and always I start eating it. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I don't even know what it was, but I don't like it. It's always strange too that I we we go to these events and we eat this strange food and i never feel i don't quite feel full i don't feel like no it's always sa- what's weird. the word satiated i don't yeah. feel like uh, like I, I'm, I don't i, I mm. get done eating it and i'm like hmm okay well that, that was, was weird, weird. <laughs> you want to go eat you want to go get dinner <laughs> <laughs> let's go get a slice of pizza which we did yes uh so yeah so anyway I, I, we, we digress but it was you an know, event. It was an event. It was an event. And it was a shindig. Y- you got to have all that stuff for it to be a full event, you know. Right. And, and they had it. It was all there. It was a whole thing that normally we'd be like, "Cool, maybe they'll say something about Chromebooks towards the end or something," you know. And the, but the rest of the keynote, we got to listen and act like we're interested. This is all about Chromebooks. Whole thing. Um, and it was great. And um, you know, we we encourage them next time. You know, uh, even if you don't show it live, record this thing, put it on the Chromebook. Uh, on the Chromebook YouTube, like other people should see this. There's nothing. There's nothing like trade secrets in it. Once the embargo lift, like cool, right. and just let us do what we did, and then and then have yeah. that video. I mean, I, the little studio thing that we were in was awesome. It was great. Little, little small amphitheater that's right there in Google's building in New York, and I mean all the lighting, the big back light. They had all the cameras. Everything was there. I, I'm sure they recorded it for themselves. I'm sure the I'm sure the 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 team that they probably have to bring in to live stream it the way that they would for a, yeah, a regular a made by thing. Google. I understand it's a whole thing, but man, if you all could figure that out for next year, that would be so cool. Or the next or event. Even, even I say not, next year, like there's for sure going to be an yeah, event, but even I mean, hopefully there will be. Yeah, and even if it's not live stream, like you know, just just capture record it, it and put it on YouTube. when the embargo list. Put it on YouTube, right? So that we can reference it and show other people. Yeah, like, because at was, first cool. we were told we were told not even to take photos or videos yeah. so i don't know i think i had like one picture and video and then we obviously got footage in the demo room but it, we we wanted to talk i mean we talked about it on this podcast so much we wanted to talk about how cool the actual keynote part was right it felt like a real keynote it felt like a made by google keynote right and yeah. it was all for chromebook plus and and, and i think they were a little nervous because some of the people that that got up had never there have just never done that and kind they, of thing they all knocked it out. Awesome, and, the, and, and it's funny to hear they. I'm sure we can say this. They they had done uh, the one in person with everybody, and then the next day they did one that was for some virtual folks. Right, right. And the second one, you know, was a little harder. It was it yeah, was. There's nobody in the room. And you, had, but and you had also already done it once. So you were kind of thinking about like, oh, yeah. how did I do that? Uh, maybe I need to say that that way instead of that way. Well, now I'm thinking about it instead of just rolling with it. And so it had this very authentic, real just energy and yeah, it, it was, was so awesome and obviously we're fanboys you know we always talk about that like we're not we're not hardcore journalists who are out here trying to nitpick and report on all the bad stuff and well they they announced this but what about this like we were there and we were like look at Whoa. this how cool is this this is amazing yeah and and, and I'm, yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping that there's 
at least one more of those this year. Yes, uh, I really, really, I, I really, good really hope be. so. Yes. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Chromebook Plus is introduced. And if, if for whatever reason you're listening to this, you don't know what Chromebook Plus is, that we'll we'll link again. We'll link primary articles for all this stuff that yeah. will kind of get you on board. But you know, the idea is you just set a hardware foundation uh, for a new kind of breed of Chromebooks and it's not that they didn't exist before because there's you know other Chromebooks that were out before this that meet the spec and they get like when they boot up now they say Chromebook Plus on them but the focus really is on these new pieces of hardware that all came out and and primarily these devices are well we're not going to see much from Chrome OS at CES this year like we're just not going to um, and you know they're they're all just good devices like right now I'm in the review process with I think the most affordable big one, um, I think my, one of the most affordable ones, period, the Acer Chromebook Plus 515, I could just, it doesn't have anything super fancy about it. There's just nothing fancy, like no and, backlit keyboard, no touchscreen. And, and it's still pretty great. And it's dropped, it's been on sale. <laughs> it's what, been on sale for like 260 two, I was going to say 250 but yeah, I think it was 259 Um Yeah, and like the HP 15-inch, I think, is, right now it's like 299 or something. Um and again, no, no glitz, no glamour. Like these are blue collar Chromebooks. Like they are meant to get the job done. And the crazy part is, you know, we've got the the new ASUS fancy, you know, CX fifty four expert book thing in the office. And I, you know, I plugged it in the other day. It's it's running a custom dev build, all this stuff. And so it, I ran into a couple bugs that were annoying enough. I was like, this is this thing ain't ready for me to drive. <laughs> this is just look at the hardware and be like, cool. Yeah, pretty. Anyway. <laughs> it's the same as if we were at CES and it was sitting on exactly. a desk. You uh, know? They'd be like, don't run those benchmarks. Don't do that thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, don't even like, open up Chrome. What? I can't open up Chrome? <laughs> nope, just look at it. <laughs> just, <laughs> actually, it doesn't run anything. It's not actually doing actually, anything. Actually, don't boot it up. Um, you know, it, it works. But, yeah, there were some some clear bugs yesterday that I had to reboot it a couple times. I was like, yeah, that's, that's enough. Yeah. Um, but, um, going back from it to the Acer, you know, I was like, Oh, it's going to feel terrible. Yeah. Going back, it's really not that bad. Um, uh, because the, the bottom line Chromebooks plus spec says, you know, 1080p screen, 1080p webcam, uh, core I three 12th gen Intel processor or better. That's feels a little arbitrary, but that's what it is. Um, eight gigs of RAM at least, 128 gigs of storage at least. Um, and when you take those things and those things alone and make sure you build a, a Chrome OS uh, experience around it, you got most of the stuff out of the way. Yeah. Most of the stuff. I wrote a post this week or last week. I don't remember when. Um, two more things I wish they would add, and I don't know how they're going to add them. We do know that the Chromebook spec will change from conversations that we've had, but we also know that it has to change. I mean, eventually, Chromebook Plus, like a, a 12th, <clears throat> 12th Gen Core i3, isn't enough anymore at some point. I don't know when down the, down the road, assuming Chromebook Plus stick, sticks around. At one point, two gig Chromebooks were fine. And, you know, we all, you know, stomped around and complained enough that they stopped doing that. And so we're getting to the point where I'm like, is four gigs even enough? Chromebook Plus one day will get to the point where eight gigs isn't enough. Like that shouldn't meet the criteria. And so, how they're going to change those spec guidelines? Uh, I don't know. Not sure exactly. But I don't know how you yeah. maybe append a year to it. <laughs> this is this is Chromebook current. Plus twenty twenty four. It's just like <laughs> current guidelines are this now, but that one at that point in time met the, the requirement. Lid. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I still haven't come and I think full circle. They'll, they'll continue. Surely, goodness, they thought about that before they anything, did this. Anything that is put out with Chromebook Plus on the lid or has the Chromebook Plus spec and boots up Chromebook Plus will be supported. Sure. Right? Like It'll it's, keep, it has to. It's going like to get all no the stuff. And so now you're tied to that spec line for 10 years. Right. Hmm. Interesting thought. Yes. But, um, so my point is, though, at some point down the road, those spec lines will change. Um, and as they do, two things I would love to see them add, two, two specific things. I want to see them add um, a 300 net minimum on screens. I know if we talk to them there, not every 250 net screen is the same. I get that. And the X360 14C is a perfect example of this. It's a pretty good 250 net screen. Like when you see it, it's, it's not bad. It's really not that bad. But you feel it a lot of times next to a window or something like that. You All of a sudden it's like, I, I, I need just a couple more clicks of brightness to be fine, to be comfortable you know, here in this without, without the screen having too much glare. And I get that there are some 300-nit screens that may not feel as good. I, it's like saying 128 gigs of storage. Well, is that NVMe or SSD or EMMC or, you know, like there's all these different kinds. Speed, uh, read, the, write. Set the basic guideline because the main thing is you just want to make sure there's enough space. Well, the main thing is I want to make sure there's enough brightness. I get the screen might not be of a good quality, but at least it's a little brighter. And from what I've seen on Chromebooks, when screens hit 300 nits, they just, it's a better experience. So 300 nit or more on is screens. Is IPS a requirement? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. I, yeah. 1080p IPS or better, whatever that yeah, means whatever too. That. So it's like it's OLED, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's, that's is fine. better objectively. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that and then I don't know how they would enforce build quality, but it would almost have to be an eternal thing. Like this wouldn't be a thing that you put out on like at marketing materials or something. But I think internally Google could say, hey, you can only have X percentage of deflection in the chassis. Period. It's very simple. I will say I was waiting at Best Buy for a very long time for something unrelated yesterday. So I started walking around picking up Windows laptops. So I was just curious because I just don't ever handle them. Every single one I picked up had massive chassis deflection. All of them. And so I'm like, of course that's why these guys are doing this. They get away with it with Windows devices. And then I get around to the end cap where the Samsung, what is their thing? Uh, Galaxy Book? Yeah, Galaxy Book Pro. Yes. And Galaxy Book Pro 360 were and picked those up and they're like, this is what I'm talking about. And no one can tell me that they can't tell the difference. You can pick it up immediately and feel it. Like super thin, super well. It feels a lot like that Asus over there. Like you just pick it up, it's light, but it's, it's just like one firm piece. as all get out. Like you just you know. You know when you pick it up, you just you know. And don't tell me that you don't. Um when it's made of plastic and it's flimsy versus when you pick it up and it's well constructed, you know immediately. And and Windows, I would say of the ones at Best Buy, I bet, other than the Surface and one Lenovo I picked up and those Samsungs, every other one was flimsy as crap. And they feel poorly weighted and just, they're messy. Mm -hmm. It just feels like messy build quality. And I'm like, that's the majority of what these companies are making. And then they go to make a Chromebook. Why would they do anything different? Um, and I think the bigger comp, like Lenovo's massive as a company. And somewhere in there, somebody decided like, we're not just, we're going to try to avoid that. Like, then you got the slim three I and you've got their tablets are great. And, uh, even the new flex, uh, five I it's not perfectly rigid in the bottom, but it doesn't run into any of the big issues. It doesn't, I, they could, they could still stand to firm it up a little bit. And again, I, I keep going back to it. Like they know how to do it. All these companies know how to do it. 
the the slim three eyes all plastic on the bottom and it's completely rigid so it's it's 100 possible these are choices that you make when you go to manufacture a device just stop making flimsy chromebooks but leave that stuff for windows um you know especially when they're chromebook plus and and google could say hey you can't have all that chassis deflection i shouldn't be able to hold the chromebook and not be able to click the trackpad like your your laptop shouldn't bend that much under its own weight like if i'm wrenching on it maybe but I should be able to hold it up. And I'm not saying from the edge, edge, edge corner. I'm saying like anywhere in the front half of the chassis with the X360, you're going to click the trackpad. And I'm like, it's just not a good look. Like mm-hmm. it just, it feels cheap. Uh, and, and they can avoid that. So I'd like to see those two things fixed. Uh, we're hopeful that there will be, um, you know, obviously th- they are going to, like you said, have to update some of the, the spec stuff. Uh, well, they I- told us, and I don't think this is, this was off record, you know, that they're, they wanted to start with the core stuff, right? That's yeah, that's where it. I was heading. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like let let's get the basics done. Let's make sure that we have, you know, uh, a basic spec requirement in place. We know, hey, here are the core things that you need to have a good experience on the you know a Chrome OS device. And now let's build on that. Like let's yep. get all of that as our baseline, and then build from there. Yep. You know, we've talked about a a pro version maybe down the road. Um, you know, so I, I, I think that would be interesting. Some thoughts. I, I, I'm not actually going to divulge into that stuff because I want to write that and maybe we can talk about it next week, but just this, what, what the, if that's CX-54 does like in my brain, like it's, it's that feeling of like, you know, you get a, a t-shirt maybe that's mostly cotton out of the, uh, washer and it's, it's just been washed and dried and it's a little tight and you get in it and you just go, ah, stretch it out a little bit and then you wear it and then it's like, okay, God, it's all comfy again. I feel like that device is doing that to Chromebook Plus. Like where it was this very, I feel like super focused, tight window. Like, yeah, the price fluctuations were here and there, but it's not like any Chromebook Plus I pick up I feel like is so wildly better than anything else. Like the X360 and the Flex 5i I think are probably your better ones. But then there's a case for the you know that Asus one and and the Slim Three I is really great too even though it's not convertible like there's it's just like oh it's just this nice hodgepodge yeah but the, but they all fit in this little tube and now all of a sudden I feel like that like that Stretching device has out. just blown the side out of the tube or at least stretched it way out into an oval you know and and, and it's like okay well what does that mean if that has Chromebook this? Plus on the lid it does like what does that mean yeah if yeah, that and it's, it changes and what is it going to cost. Now, yeah. I I hope it's I hope that thing is less than eight hundred dollars. I think the config we have here, yeah, that one. It's the one that's on the U.S. and I haven't put this on the website yet. So if you're listening to this, you're just getting this sneak peek, a little sneak peek, a little early. Um, maybe this weekend I'll do that, or I don't know. Um, but yeah, the the U.S. Uh, landing page for the, the CX54, the expert book, didn't have anything on it for the U.S. And you had the up to this and up to that and up to this on the spec sheet for the global uh, landing page. Well, the U.S. landing page now has one spec, and it's that one that, that we have. Uh, so there's no touchscreen. There's um, it's the Core Ultra Five. I'm still not. I don't have my head around exactly where all these slot. I thought that was like the Core i5, but I feel like it's, it's like, more it of might a Core be like i3. The, yeah, yeah kind of like the bottom. I don't because I don't think there's a Core Ultra Three. I don't think they're doing that. There's two fives and two sevens, I think. And this is the lowest end five. It's the five one twenty five U, I think. 
I'm, I'm not not there yet with these processors. I'll get there. Um, but it's eight gigs of RAM, it's 128 gigs of storage, which I, I was a little shocked by when I saw like this chassis, this build, this like whoa, 128 eight one twenty eight. Like that. That's also what my Acer, my two hundred dollar Acer over here has. You know, it's like it's not doing anything wild from a hardware perspective internally. Um, but it's it's superlatives obviously are the build quality. It's got a great screen. Great screen. It's not touch, but it's got a great screen. But my 516 GE has a great screen that's got 120 hertz on it. It's not touch, so I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like the internals of the 516 will probably beat it, beat this thing. It's 8256, and it's that Core i5 12, whatever it is, 1215, 12, 1215P, 12, 1214P, or whatever it is in the 516. Like, I still feel like that's probably going to end up being a faster Chromebook. Arguably a better screen. It's not quite as bright, but it's 120 hertz, and it's like. And so yeah. I'm going. Okay, well, I don't know how this thing, how that Art. spec of this device, because the only other thing it's got going for it, it's got a fingerprint scanner, and it's got a back of the keyboard. Woohoo! Like, no, it doesn't do anything superlative, apart from the Incredible build quality build, is yeah. just exceptional. But I mean, what is that worth? You know, exactly. to to a consumer. And and so if and, it, and that's assuming it's going to go on sale in regular channels and all that kind of stuff, not just enterprise. If all those things kind of coalesce, I think we could see a seven forty nine, seven ninety nine price tag well, on this thing. And it's like, will it even would it even work at that price? Did they like, did it, they say uh, three ninety nine, or was it two ninety nine? What is Chromebook Plus three ninety nine to six ninety nine? Wasn't that what they said was the price range in the keynote? Yeah, because you got to think of uh, yeah, you got to think of not MSRP, not yeah. not sale. And so right. I think two ninety nine. Is there even one at two ninety nine? No, I don't think MSRP. No, I think three ninety nine is the cheapest mm-hmm. MSRP. So it's like maybe maybe they dropped off that storage. Maybe they didn't put the touchscreen on this one to try to get it down to that seven hundred something dollar range. Now that thing shows up at six ninety nine. It'd be really hard. And now, here's the thing. Like, there's going to be a lot of people who are like, well, I want a convertible. Well, I need, I want pen input. I want to be able to write on something. I want a touchscreen. Yeah. I mean, that's a valid thing to want in a laptop these days, especially a Chromebook. Um, so you're, you're losing some features here with this thing. So it's not, to me, uh, this thing in some ways, probably in certain specs, is probably set to kind of sort of compete with the HP Dragonfly Pro. Kinda at at its higher end specs. Yeah, yeah kinda. But it just it's a different it's a different awesome Chromebook. Right. Like I, the Dragonfly Pro still feels way more like curated, refined, and maybe, and it feels more googly. Mm-hmm. Like this ASUS still feels like an ASUS to me. Uh, it's got which a bit I of like the, ASUS. It's got a little bit of the CX nine vibe. Yeah, it's but very a, angular. But better. Yeah, it's angular better. but thin. And it just it feels good to use. Don't get me wrong. Like if it wouldn't if it weren't buggy, I'd I'd probably be driving it for yeah. a little so, bit. But it's it's just too buggy for right now. So you mentioned you know that that this hopefully this will be in consumer spaces. I hope so. It, the fact that they put Chromebook Plus on the lid, and I, I know there's going to be enterprise devices that will probably sure. get Chromebook Plus branding, but the fact that it seems like the specs are lining up with you know um, more consumer more friendly. consumer friendly pricing, yeah. and they put Chromebook Plus on the lid. Man, getting down to that seven hundred dollar range somewhere in there. If it's it under eight hundred bucks, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Seven fifty or something. I'm hoping. MSRP. I'm hoping. So, but you know, I I would say based on like kind of the some of the bugs and stuff that I ran into with 
with our unit here. It's going to be a minute. I feel, I feel like it's going to be like a March kind yeah. of timeline would yeah. be my guess if I were guessing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's an exciting device for sure. Uh, one of our other things that we were going to talk about was well, Dragonfly. The, there you the go. The Dragonfly Pro. Um, I don't know what else to say about this device. We've had a dedicated podcast to it and we've dedicated videos to it and posts to yeah. it. It's still... It had an event. My, it was not a full... It wasn't a full shindig. Yeah, it was a press event. It was kind of shindiggy. It was a shindiggy event. It wasn't got, a full... We had multiple foods there. I'm did. pretty sure. We had breakfast and then by the time we were leaving, they, they had some lunchy stuff yeah. out. It was like multi... multi uh, we did a podcast with John Melitis mm-hmm. there. Yes. That was uh, a fun That was a fun was a trip. trip. That was a great was a trip. trip. Stayed in on, a cool hotel. On Valentine's Day last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a little strange. A little weird that they did that, but that's how it lined up. It was a great Robbie trip. Robbie and I spent Valentine's Day together we walking did. through the streets of New York. It was magic. It was magical. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the device is awesome. I, it's still out of stock in the white, which has got me concerned that it's, they might be done with it. Or uh, they're the trying light. to get rid of that skew to bring in a Chromebook Plus version. Yeah, that could be true, too. I could see them just launching same device, just put Chromebook Plus on the lid. Um, but then you got the HP Dragonfly Pro Chromebook Plus. Oof. No good. Oof. Oof. <laughs> or maybe they just relaunch it as HP Dragonfly Chromebook Plus. That would be great. That would be dope. They could they could swap out the. Uh, I'm pretty sure the dies and stuff line up for the uh, 13th gen. Because they could throw in the 13th gen Core i. Right. Chips. Do they, do they have Dragonfly devi- devices that aren't Dragonfly Pro, or is is the branding always Dragonfly Pro? No, because like they got the Elite Dragonfly. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. they could definitely do Just Dragonfly a, Chromebook yeah, Plus. Dragonfly Chromebook Plus. I like 100%. that. that would there be you dope. go. HP, send us a check for that. It'd be amazing <laughs> if they did that. And maybe they just stick with 12th gen internals and do one with a 12th gen Core i3. Because, by the way, people, um, if you haven't figured it out by now, the 12th gen Core i3 is a monster chip. Like, it, it is not the Core i3 that we all got used to with the 8th and 9th and 10th gen Core i3s. Like, it is an absolute beast in Chromebooks. Like, it, it's a fantastic chip. Um, like I said, I'm pretty sure this Core Ultra 5 is kind of they're kind of the same. Um, yeah, but they could throw a 12th Gen Core i3, do 8128, do the standard Chromebook Plus kind of spec if they wanted to, maybe 8256. And they could even, if they wanted to, you know, swap out the panel. It's a 16 by 10, 14-inch panel. We've talked about this before. There's a hundred of them out there. There's plenty. Pick one. Put that in there instead. You know, um, do what Asus is doing. Maybe drop the touchscreen. You know, maybe it's just a, a standard, you know, 500 net. It's going to have to be, it's still the Dragonfly, so they can't they can't dip too can't far down. Too but far, man, they, yeah. there's a bunch of ways they could probably shave off hundreds of dollars, like retail dollars off of this thing pretty quickly. Um, you know, leave the keyboard and the speakers, the build quality, but really, you could really bring the internals down quite a bit. You could probably bring the screen, you know, rear the screen back a little bit, kind of do a Samsung. You know, you went from the the Galaxy Chromebook to the Galaxy Chromebook Two, um, and you know they kept a lot of stuff, but pulled you know tightened it up a little bit. Uh, I think they could do that and probably save enough money to get it down to that eight hundred, seven hundred dollar range. Relabel it as Chromebook Plus and just ship it. I mean, they really could do that. I have no idea if they're actually doing that, but that would be kind of amazing. Yeah, um, if they did something like that and. I don't think it would take a whole lot of R and D. You're not changing a bunch of stuff. And and I, you know we've we've griped that this d- 
device never made it to Best Buy, and maybe it just got released at a weird time when they knew that Chromebook Plus was coming. I'm sure they were having... I mean, yeah. Miletus was at this event. Like, yeah, they, this they was, knew Chromebook Plus was coming. Yeah. They they decided to go ahead and put this one out. Maybe they're just trying to get through what they've got out there, and and now they'll put out an actual Chromebook Plus version. Which that would be, be awesome. So and amazing. that one will get you know that full coverage. Up, you right, know, then it ends up at Best right. Buy. And again, it, I mean, it could just be a drop in that processor saves them enough money and overhead. I really do think the processor, you Screen. know, put the put the dang panel that's in the. Uh, Acer 714. Like, it's great. It's a fantastic panel. It's great. Or put you grab the panel that Acer or that Asus is using on this thing. Yeah, it's, it's the same it's size, fine. you know, and it's not touch, and nobody's going to lose their mind about it. It's mm-hmm. it's nice it to have it. Doesn't have to burn your eyeballs when you turn it all the way up. <laughs> right. I mean, that's cool. It's, it's a so neat bright. feature, but like so the main bright. things are keep the build quality. Yeah. Keep the keyboard, have the trackpad, keep those speakers. Yes. And there dial are plenty of processors things. that yeah. you, you, no one is going to be able to tell right. just dial, the difference in the i5. Dial it back a smidge. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. HP, just, just You're welcome. let us let us know. Uh, we got you guys. We'll, we'll take care <laughs> we'll of take it. Care. You, tell, you get to have your people call our people. That's right. Yeah. That, they don't do that, by the way, and no. they're not going to send us a check. Just and they FYI. don't care that much about what we have to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is just kind of a quick one, um, but Chromebook deals just left and right. Not going to stop all either. year, and, all and, day, and, every day. And it's like we had we had kind of gotten through the craziness of pandemic buying, and you know there was this just this this flood of new users and people trying to find Chromebooks, and then. You know, so they're they're. I don't know, like what happened. Like, I, I you know, we don't we don't have insights into you know, production and manufacturing and all this stuff. But it's like somehow we got out of that, and now it's just like you put out a device and then it goes on sale. Like yeah. that's the new way to do new it. Normal. Apparently, yeah. I don't I don't know any new Chromebooks that aren't on sale. They're all on sale, or at least haven't gone on sale a few times. Yeah, I mean they're not you know? all on sale right yeah. now, but. They're all regularly on sale. Yeah, like deals are like what it run of the mill. And at is this that point. is some of that just the value? Like when consumers think about Chromebooks, that the 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 perceived value um, that's part of it. Um, so discounting it makes everyone feel like they're getting a good deal. Yeah, because MSRP is just you know it's just suggested. Yeah, retailers it's, can it's do whatever the heck they want. Manufacturer right. suggested retail price. So um, they can say, "Cool, we'll take that hit. We'll we'll we'll." not get that full margin out of this one but we're still going to make some good money yeah, and we'll, we'll just sell a bunch of them we'll drop it down 50 bucks and then we sell more because we know that people buy chromebooks that are on sale yeah people don't buy chromebooks full price anymore <laughs> i don't know i'm sure there are people that buy full price chromebooks but every once in a while but it's hard to even tell someone to do that right when know. when they're everything is on sale yeah. all the time you know and we, we talked to the the chrome os team about some of the some of their marketing folks and i said it's just kind of where we are right now um i think in their minds they'd rather see that calm down a little bit uh because what's happening is it's a, it's a perceived value thing so now um the perception is that chromebook i'm using on the desk over there is is a 300 chromebook when it's a 500 chromebook or 450 chromebook or whatever the case may be like it's this it's only worth that much um so That'll have to get curtailed, mm-hmm. I think, over time a little bit. I don't, I don't think we're going to stop seeing Chromebook deals, and they probably just won't be as aggressive all the time. Yeah. Like it, it'd be kind of cool when 
a Chromebook drops, like the X360 is $270 off right now or something. It'd be cool for that to be a huge deal. It used to be. And now it's and just now it's left just like, and right. Hey, yeah, so. You know, the sun came up, there's clouds in the sky, and by the way, this Chromebook's $300 off. Like, And people are just kind of like, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I mean, one one of the... One of the better articles we've ever had was a slate deal that was hundred something dollars off. It was a couple hundred bucks off. It's like hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars. Yeah, but it was like I remember it I was in California. I remember you writing it. I was editing a different video. I remember it popping up like on my phone and being like, Oh my gosh, like what yeah. the heck? This yeah. thing's that that because I I was using that device quite a bit back then yeah. and I I I did enjoy it. And so but yeah, like I just don't know. You know, again, we don't we don't have insights into market analysis and and sales and revenue numbers, but I mean, we can speculate a little bit. I think probably part of it was there was this insane demand through the pandemic for Chromebooks. We saw it just on our end from from sure. people interested in our content, and these all of these manufacturers maybe ramped up things a, a bit too much, and now. Yeah. You know, th- three coming up on four years later, we now have all of these devices that are on se- shelves yep. that either the retailers bought more of because they thought there was going to... Because these people are making decisions sure. way far in advance, you know. they're they're Walmart's making a decision on which Chromebook to buy probably, I don't know, it, at least a few months, if not a year ahead, oh, yeah. trying to figure out their plan. Months ahead, for sure. Months ahead. And so now it's like, all right, well... You had this crazy demand. You had all of these devices get produced. You had, you know, all of these retailers buying stuff left and right because they were selling them. And now it's like, okay, we're seeing the fall off of that a little bit now. And, and we're getting these devices that are getting crazy on sale. And, you know, I think Chromebook Plus will, will maybe It'll help, help with it that out, a little bit. Chromebook Plus is on, on sale, sale crazy too. too. Yeah, so it's, it's just been wild. Uh, one part of Chromebook Plus that we didn't mention that's, that's also on our list here is AI. And, and we're not going to be at CES this year, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you that every other booth at CES is going to say something about AI. 100%. And it's not just so it, it ties into Chromebook Plus because there's some there's some really cool AI features that that are that are going to be coming to Chromebook Plus. And stuff we feel I feel very confident like Q1 probably will get. Yeah will be showing up. And they're going to be like actually useful. They're not vaporware. Like they're not. Well, it's not like it's trying to write your essays for you. Like like AI is getting built into all kinds of stuff. Notebook LM was one of our biggest articles of the year. Right. You know, and once it's finally rolled out and available and it's, it's limited in what it can really do. But for like students and, and professors and anybody studying anything and trying to put their thoughts together, like it's very helpful to be able to load all that stuff in and be like, okay, what does this mean about X, Y, Z? And then it can go, okay, I read all of it and I can tell you that answer right now. Yeah. You know, really quickly. Yeah. Um, and so those are, those are cool things that, that uh, AI can do. But I think we've gotten a little ahead of ourselves with what we expect from AI. Like these, these large language models came out and I think everybody started thinking like, oh, AI is going to like wake up and start doing stuff on its own. It's like, those are just language models. It's It's a bit of an illusion that makes you think that it's doing so much and it understands like it doesn't yeah. really comprehend all that it's stuff taking, that it's doing it's taking essentially a, a really large CSV file and and looking at all of it and giving you an answer to a question yeah you know like let's like not get let's not get ahead of ourselves right it doesn't have the ability to really reason just yet 
Uh, I think some of these larger models probably behind the scenes can, like they can reason. Yeah, and, you know, and that's that's a different thing than than taking a bunch of data and finding patterns in it and giving you an answer to right. a question, like, like yeah. the ability to actually reason and, and and think through why you would even ask the question. <laughs> I was I was listening to uh, Elon on the Lex Friedman podcast talking about Grok, you know, the yeah. the XAI XAI uh, product and. So I just finished uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and you know the Hitchhiker's Guide is this thing that you open and gives you answers, and you can right. ask it questions. And so that's kind of what what Grok is based off of, and it and it has a fun mode. <laughs> so you can turn on fun mode, and and it gets super like existential and like qu- quirky and weird, and like right. I I just love that. I think it's hilarious. But but yeah, like trying to figure out how it's going to take all of this information and actually like think about it and, and give you right. some sort of an analysis. I mean, it's already an analyzing things, but it's, it's just taking again, a large CSV and looking at all these data points and spitting out, right. You know, stuff, but the, the stuff that's going to be coming to Chromebook plus is I think things that you'll actually use and, and, right. and it is as useful. I think there are people out there right now building entire businesses around AI and chat GPT 100%. and Bard and, I, I like kudos like that is that is really cool you know we we leverage it here and there but it's not a core part of our business it could it be in the future probably but for the average person out there for the average chromebook user who's sitting and just opening up their laptop and getting work done they, they probably aren't using ai yeah for again because most, most people are thinking like well that's a large language model and that's what i don't know how that would even do anything for me like i don't i'm gonna go have it make a cool picture in mid journey yeah I, I feel like some of that stuff is going to be way more beneficial like uh you know ai video and ai image like generation uh as it gets better like some of that stuff probably has some serious legs well, and that's the type of stuff that you know chromebooks will see like this yeah. these small services where ai exists maybe you don't even notice it's ai um but it's doing cool stuff for you yeah. um like you know the main thing is the the help me write stuff yeah. that that Chromebooks will do. You know, you click into any text field anywhere in the OS, and it's baked in. You know, if you need, if you happen to be using the Twitter, I don't think you can even do that. But if it's, imagine you had the Twitter, or the X app, like the actual Android app, and you go to type a thing, and you know, you're like, help me write this, and help me write a fun tweet about blah blah blah, and it's gonna just plop that in yeah. there and then you can be like oh, make it more serious or you know you're having these like small language model ai interactions in the places you actually need them like yeah. instead of going to chat with gpt and doing that and then copying and pasting it's just it's right there um it's right it's right there built in so i mean there's other stuff like generation of backgrounds and stuff like that for meat and wallpapers and all that like, those are fun things right but that'll that'll be cool uh but the the really beneficial one will be like help me write and i'm sure plenty of other things that they've got planned for the future of Chromebooks. It's the stuff they're doing right now in workspace online that they're going to be bringing like on device. Like yeah. you could do it anywhere. So I'm, I'm not using a Google product. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I need a, a new background for, you know, this, this other, because my guess is for like backgrounds, for instance, for um, a video call, it'd be cool if your Chromebook could just make you a background for your video call. Period. It doesn't matter if you're in Meet or you're in Zoom or, Zoom or Teams whatever. Or whatever. Um, so, I mean, some of that kind of stuff. And it's even using AI right now for some of the background blur and stuff that it does in the camera because it's on device. It's not 
It doesn't matter what service you're using. It's on device. It works in the camera. It works anywhere you pull up a camera. In, so, honey's honey's trying to tell us we've talked too long. Honey's like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go. She's she like, you, she you laid go. she laid down next to me so nice, and then just her little wet nose and nudging my hand. You like so my she like knows I'm on something. my phone. I'm sitting here looking at our our article, seeing what left. We only have one thing left. We're gonna talk about it so that I can prove. To you we, that we, we can it. make I it mean, through. We didn't make it. It's an <laughs> hour and nine minutes. We failed already, but let's go. <laughs> it's a success. Okay, deal with it. <laughs> I was right. The uh, yeah, I, we're. I think the 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 interesting thing too. I mean, we're already over time here, so we might as well just roll with it. Um, you know, AI is has been all over Chromebooks and Chrome OS for for a long time. I wrote an article last week or I don't know, two weeks ago about 10 ways that AI yeah. is already on your already Chromebook. There. Like there's so many little things that, that Google uses these types of algorithms and, and, and language models to, to do things on your Chromebook already, you know, help me write backgrounds. Like they're, they're kind of finally bringing some of this more like consumer level stuff, yeah. you know, it's more this, front facing this like stuff that you're actually, yeah, that you're actually going to use, um, I just wrote an article yesterday about the new assistant with Bard. Yeah, the folks be... over at Nine to Five dug up. Uh, they did a little APK teardown on. I think it was the Google Search app. Probably yeah. And they found there's a little toggle up top, going from search to assistant, searching. You know, and 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 I'm very excited about that. That's yeah, gonna be cool. I, I feel like it'll bring some legitimacy back to the Google Assistant. Yeah, that's and much needed. And also, like, there's a little prompt uh, that they that they found where, you know, when you when you cue your assistant, um, right above it, there's going to be a little a uh, little thing of like, hey, try out Assistant with Bard, you yeah, know. And so, like, yeah. and here's why you can. It'll help you do this. It'll help you create or help you do this. It's pretty cool. Um, last thing, last thing, Pixel Fold, and Pixel Fold durability Robbie threw I didn't throw it it fell you threw it with the momentum of your golf cart yeah you (laughs) it was hooked in there real good and I hit a bump and I was rolling full speed you secondary threw it yeah and it hit on its corner on asphalt but again uh, a a testament to Google creating and building well designed and well built things yeah I mean I just I freely seemed like it was such a gnarly drop like into, onto like, asphalt it, too. Yeah. It's like, oh like, no, this thing is done. It's not it like it done. fell onto the floor in and here. I picked you know? it up and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And then I looked around and I was like, oh, it doesn't have a scratch or anything on it, like nothing. Which that was a little bit serendipitous, but yeah. you know, there was a, a little a little mar in the corner of the case, and so part of it's either hey, Google really made the Pixel Fold super durable, or they made their case just thick enough to be good at protecting from drops or it's a combination of the two. Yeah. Either way, it survived a very bad drop that usually just the concussion of the of the drop itself, it doesn't matter if there's a case on it or not, would be enough to have cracked a screen um, from just from anecdotal evidence yeah. that I've, I've had over the years. And so I was shocked that nothing happened to it. So kudos to them. For yeah. That. And, and for, for making the first gen foldable, because I'm really interested to see like Pixel Fold two. Yeah, I think they'll um, they'll they'll continue to iterate and improve this. Hopefully, you know, obviously there there are uh, folks like OnePlus and Samsung out there continuing to you know think about folds, and I think Google will do the same. 
It's so funny, though, the Fold, the one thing about the Fold that we were so excited about, it was the outer screen, you know, you get a full kind of regular outer screen. <laughs> it's almost too good. Turned out to be, like, <laughs> kind of the thing I, I don't... Here, here's my thing. Because I, 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 when you open it up, you're, you're in, you're in, you're in a, a landscape. landscape mode. Yeah. And I think it that just does weird things for reading news articles. It does weird things for, like, normal content. Like, yeah. You're almost better off, like, with a Samsung. You open it. You're still in a portrait. You're mode. still it's in a, portrait. It's a big portrait, but it's still in portrait mode. But then, if you want to go, if you want to go, you then I take yeah, the yeah, I take the move to go landscape. Um, I, I still hold to the fact that if a couple things were different with the Pixel Fold, it could still be something that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put that in my pocket. And those things would be um, the gyro not being dumb. Um, and that's maybe part of the. And that could just. This, I don't know. I you know, and nobody wants to own that or whatever. But I don't know. We've talked about it before. But you know, in most games, when you open the Pixel Fold into its landscape, the gyro's off ninety degrees. Maybe that would be the case. I can't get games to load. I don't think in Portrait on the Samsung it forces them into that landscape. Like it doesn't give you the option. And so I'd, I'd almost have to be able to launch it into the portrait mode to see, you know, <laughs> yeah. to see if the Samsung, because that's what it would do with Samsung too, I would assume. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's the case. But, um, you know, the the fact that, you know, opening a foldable phone, you need to, like, want to do it. Like, there needs to be an engaging thing when you open a foldable. Like, yeah. I want to open this. I, I, I enjoy the screen on the inside. It it enhances my experience. And that's the thing I just never felt with the Pixel Fold. Um, and, you know, you just you mentioned it like with news articles and stuff. It was kind of weird. You mentioned it with, um, uh, I, you know, I've talked about it with games. It didn't work well with my games. The, the Tensor 2 isn't great for gaming anyway. Um, it didn't it didn't work well with my reading at the time. They've Google Books yeah. or Google Play Books has fixed that part. But it's that overall experience. Like when I open the Samsung up, because the bezels are smaller, I can. It's easier to hold one hand when it's open. Um, th- there's just this like ah, I love opening this thing up. This is great. Um, I have no problem opening it, and I'll get done what I can on the outside screen. But I feel a, enough of a limitation there that I want to open my phone and and I get a better. And I open it. And I'm like wow, look at all this screen real estate. This is so and- great. Versus the Pixel Fold, it's like, I can do all that stuff comfortably on the outside screen. Why am I going to go through yeah, the, the, the effort of opening this thing? And it kind of was clunky. Yeah. There's a difference. And you pick up the, the Z Fold 5 and you pick up the, the Pixel Fold. I don't know if you've done this yet. Pick them up and just open them. Just the feeling in the hand of the way they open, what they feel like once they're open, all that stuff. The Z Fold 5 just beats the Pixel Fold hands down in that area. But they can fix all that stuff. Sure. Those are... Yeah, Those are tweaks. fixable things. Um, you know, and I don't think they need to go super slim outer display like Samsung's done. I think that's kind of Samsung's thing, maybe. I don't know. But uh, and Samsung's multitasking so much better. Oh, it's so much better. Yeah, they've been at it uh, for a while now. Yeah, it's so good. I, I Like, simple things. Like, a notification pops in a little bubble. I just grab it and pull it to the middle of my screen and have a floating window, deal with it, and then close it. It's nice. <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. Um, just well thought out. There's, well, well executed. There's there's room to improve. It's the first one. It's well baited. Well well built. Well built. Blah blah. blah, blah, blah. We gotta go. Much. We gotta go. I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> honey's ready to be done. Know, we um, pawn at me. Yeah. This it, it's a stop, stop. We were so excited about this phone. That's what I was getting at. Like we were so excited for the fold. It 
got here. Robbie used it for two days, I think, and was like, huh, I, knew it. I just knew it wasn't. I don't work. love this, and I was like, no, 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 come on, it's fine, it's fine. Let, let me try, let me try it. No, it's just, it's just Dang not. It. it ain't, it ain't there. And it, it is it. funny that the thing that we were so excited about, hey, nice full outside screen, you get to kind of do all your main oh, stuff there. I you end up using that outside screen a lot, so you want that. Well, then it that forces the inside to be landscape, which then causes issues, and it's kind of bulky. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yep. Um, but honey, wants that's to it. Talk now. Honey, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> she just looked. My She's mind. like, I just, I just lick it. I don't know. But there you have it. There's, uh, there's 2023 year in review. That is everything, mostly big stuff. Big. Big of ticket what, items. Of big ticket items of what's been going on in our world. We're so excited for 2024. We hope that you all continue to follow along and join us on this uh, on this crazy journey as we continue to cover Chromebooks and all this fun stuff. Google stuff. Google everything. Chrome. It used to be. It used to be an all, uh, things for all a space for all things Chrome, but it's googly stuff. It's now. googly stuff now. All right, folks. We appreciate you tuning in and listening. Catch you all in the next one. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.